Hello and welcome to the Villain Era podcast. My name's Justine. I'm just fit Justine for those of you that follow me on Instagram and I'm so happy to have you here. Ooh, I am like cheesing to sit and record today because it has been so long. I am sitting in my closet again. Um, you know, sounds funny, but it actually makes for such a good little sound room because all of the clothes like dampen the uh like sound waves so it's really really good vibes in here it does get a little toasty but you know the things we do for the podcast so i am honestly gonna keep this episode a little bit of just like a catch-up episode because i haven't talked to you guys in a minute so i actually feel like i am just hitting my stride in my villain era lately. Um, I'm finding myself. I am so much less stressed. We have definitely had the start to Hot Girl Summer. It's coming. Like, there's already some great stories from it. And I have dated enough at this point, I feel like, to stop putting up with some bullshit. I think those first couple guys I dated was you know, you think, oh, you think you're so ready for dating. And not that I wasn't ready to be dating, but I think that it was easy for me to like catch feelings. And I think it was easy for me to be worried that I wouldn't find anyone that good again. So I was like really stuck on things where I'm like, no, I have standards and I'm going to hold to those. And I am totally fine being alone until those standards are met. So I feel like I'm just like not putting up with some of the bullshit that I put up with before. And I feel a lot more confident in that stance where before it was like, oh, I'm going to make this stance. I'm going to stand up for something, but I don't really know that this is what I want to do. This is just what I feel like my friends are telling me to and what a bad bitch would do. Uh, But now we're actually starting to really stand up for our worth and see that. I also think that it is so apparent when you are like putting out an energy of welcoming things into your life. I used to always say that I never got hit on. And even my ex-husband would always be like, why do you want to go out? Like, oh, some guys are going to buy you drinks, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, no one ever talks to me at the bar. But now that I'm single, and I really think it's just about like that energy that you put out in terms of being carefree, being happy, probably the way I dress even. I just feel like I'm like really feeling myself. And the men are coming. (laughs) Like, just I was at the disco the past week and some guy just walked right by me and he was like, you are so fucking hot. And he didn't try and hit on me and he just kept walking and I said, I know, thank you. And I was like, oh, that feels nice. But I do feel like I'm just putting way more of an approachable energy out because it's not even the men. It's really finding more like girlfriends. I used to be so, so many people tell me all the time that they thought I was a bitch and I don't get that anymore. I get like every time I'm out making new girlfriends and last weekend even the girls were all like rallying for me because the guy I had invited me on a date was like such a tool and they were all like, you deserve so much better than him. They were total strangers and they were uh, my absolute favorites. But... I'm going to give you guys just like some life updates because for a while I wasn't really giving any updates and I'll tell you the main reason for that is the person I was seeing asked me to keep the 
relationship private. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, like, there's certain lines. I choose to be pretty public. He wants to keep things private. He always listened to the podcast, and he felt like, even though we had pretty good communication, he'd be like, there'd be, like, one small thing that I would hear on the podcast that I hadn't necessarily heard from you. And so I understood that. And so for those OG listeners, uh, this was Dumpling Boo. So I you know, a lot of you guys know I really liked him a lot. And then he kind of ghosted me. Well, like a month later, he called. He asked for a second chance. We had a really great date, of course. All of my friends were like, we really don't think you should be giving him a second chance. My sister was so against it. And I did, I because I don't listen to anyone's advice, so I gave him a second chance, and at first it started off really great, right, because that was never the issue. We always had a good time together. He, you know, like, we'd have great dates, and we had great chemistry, so that was really good, and God, even, like, just thinking about that first date back really pisses me off because on that date, you know, he had kind of said, hey, I I know I screwed up that before. I'm not going to do that again. I know I screwed up before. Like, I'm not going anywhere. And I think I really appreciated hearing that whole, like, I'm not going anywhere. And I took that to heart, which is silly, right? Because at the end of the day, he didn't know me. We were so, so new into this. You can't say anything like that and necessarily mean it. We tested it out. Ultimately, he has a lot of things going on in his life. And it just wasn't like I had... The, the relationship gave me so much anxiety. I felt like, oh my God, I used to be this person who had a secure attachment style and I really noticed that he was making me super anxious and that's not healthy. That's a sign, you know, that's not where you're supposed, how you should be feeling in a relationship by any means. And I am also a very big on quality time. And we were seeing each other maybe like once every 10 days, which for me is just not enough. So the last time I saw him, and this has been a while, guys, because obviously I have not recorded in a while or shared any about this. But the last time I saw him, I was at his house. I cooked him dinner. He's like, I appreciate you. He was leaving on a trip and he was like, hey, I'll see you when I get back, right? And I jokingly responded. I was like, I don't know, maybe. And then I never saw him again. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, he kind of ghosted me a second time, a little bit. I have, uh, the, you know what? I just, he had a lot going on. He has his things. Um, I don't believe in right person, wrong time, but yeah, like, right, because he's just not the right person, ultimately, but it was obviously clear that we were not on good timing in terms of trying to make anything work there. I had, I hadn't seen him in, like, two weeks, and we had a phone call, and I just kind of said, hey, like, I need some better communication. Like, I haven't really heard from you. I haven't seen from you. He's like, I get it. I understand. Like, I'm going to try and do better, and then what happens? I don't hear from him for a week after that. Like, if you tell someone you need better communication, and then you don't hear from them for a week. Mm, disrespectful. At the same time, yes, he had stuff going on, but like it takes 10 seconds to shoot a text message. And I talked to my therapist about this a lot. And so maybe I think this is really important, but if someone only has, say, 10% of themselves to give, they might be giving you all of that 10% and they might feel like they're giving you all that they can. 
But for you, you can decide that 10% might not be enough. It might be all you can give me and I have to accept that that's all you have to give me right now, but I can also accept that I need more than that and then you have to have the power and the stand up to walk away in that situation, right? Where, hey, I get like you don't have any more to give me. This is everything you have. I can still sigh. I need more than that. So that's really kind of where I think things ended. (laughs) I also listened to this amazing podcast. It was I love this collaboration, but Girls Gotta Eat, along with Andrew Huberman, who, if you guys don't know, he is an amazing, really smart scientist. He talks a lot about sleep and fitness and things like that, but he did a topic on attachment styles with Girls Gotta Eat, and he talked a lot about attachment styles, and one of the things he set up, questions he suggested is to ask someone, how can you show up consistently in this relationship, right? And maybe consistently means hey, I can talk to you once a week. I can see you once a week. Maybe consistently means, hey, I can shoot you like a quick text once a day. However that person can show up consistently is what's really important because when things are inconsistent, when we have a lot of face-to-face or we have a lot of text messages and then we don't hear anything, that's when people really get triggered in that anxious attachment style because it's the highs and lows. You know, if If someone is just consistent, you know, hey, they're going to maybe call me once a week. You don't get anxious waiting for a a good morning text because you know they're not going to send that, right? But if someone, on the other hand, is calling you every single night and then one night they don't call, that's when you're like, oh my God, I'm feeling super anxious. Like, what's happening? Where's the consistency? So I think really understanding that. The other thing I love that I have been seeing, uh, if you guys don't follow Therapist Jeff, he's so hysterical, but it's like, are you really anxiously attached or are you just dealing with someone who is giving you mixed signals and bad communication? I think there's so much to that, right? If someone is not doing their part to be consistent, it makes sense that you don't feel secure in a relationship. And ultimately, that is so important and it has to really bring happiness to you. Back to dating. (laughs) Um, I have actually gone on like six first dates and one, two, but planned for a third, second date, um, which is too many, to be honest. And it feels like it comes in waves, though. Like, I'll have a week where, there was a week where I went on, like, three first dates, and none of them I ever saw again. And then there is another week where I don't do anything, right? Two of the guys were super nice. Like, open mic, actually, no. We have three guys now that have opened my car door. There was a date this week that opened my car door. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but we're going to talk. The two guys that were, like, so nice, like, opened the car door, paid for my Uber, made reservations, like, both asked for a second date, like, super nice guys. And I was just sitting there and I was like, they're just really nice. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, I guess... A better way to say is maybe a little vanilla, like, because it's not bad that they're nice, right? But someone who's, like, a little vanilla, I like to tease. You, we have all listened to my sex episodes. We can't have anyone that is too vanilla with my sex episodes or just listening to my podcast in general. So they were super nice, and I am, I do not ghost. No. 
Like, I will do a fizzle where if they don't text me and I don't text them, that's totally fine. But I don't ghost. So, both those guys, I've sent a message and just said, like, hey, you guys are really cool. You know, if you need a friend. One of the guys was a Bengals fan. So, I feel like we'll probably run into each other at the Bengals bar at some point. Um, And then the other guy was just, like, honestly, he was so freaking funny. So, I don't know if I've talked about this, but I date so many Scorpios. Literally, my college into adulthood boyfriend was born on Jan was born on November 3rd 1989 dated him for like four years guy in between was born like November 11th or something Scorpio my ex-husband born November 3rd 1989 my ex-husband had the same exact date birthday as my college boyfriend which is so weird Scorpios three Scorpios I meet dumpling boo I'm like out I'm like no don't date a Scorpio don't date a Scorpio he's a fucking Scorpio give him a chance. What does it do? It just proves my point that I can't date Scorpios. So anyway, this one guy we're we're talking about, I'm like, I just like, I attract Scorpios. Like I can't keep doing it. And thankfully he was a cancer. But when I, when he asked for a second date and he was like, Hey, like, you want to hang out again? I'm like, I thought you were so cool. And he was really funny, but I just like, wasn't, there was no like attraction there. And he responded back and he said, it's because I'm not a Scorpio, isn't it? And I was like, that was so funny. And that's exactly why I mentioned like, hey, if you need a friend, like be my friend. That was the best response ever. Um, but I'm like, oh God, yeah, you, you're going to like, you're going to make some girl happy to do one day, just not me. And then, yeah, so the third who opened my door, he's still in the running. We're still chatting. I have good vibes on him. The other freaking three men though, why are men just copy and paste versions of themselves in different fonts? They're all the same and they all pull the same bullshit. I can't deal with it anymore. If literally one more man asks for my number, asks me on a date, asks for a second date, calls me to talk on the phone, and then is just like, mm, you know, like, why would you think I want a relationship? Like, that's crazy. Like, I just, you know... I don't want a relationship. Why do you think that, like, that's what what this was? And I'm like, leave me alone. Let me go on my hot girl summer. Just stay out of my life, bro. Like, you didn't have to come into my life. <laughs> um, yeah, you could have just left me alone. And again, I fully believe that I'm just not the person for these guys, right? And I don't take any offense to that. I honestly would have had more respect for them if they were just like, hey, I'm not really feeling this anymore. Because I do believe if they met the said love of their life right now, then they would get into a position of, oh yeah, maybe I could be in a relationship right now. And I'm not offended by someone like not thinking I'm their person. I think that, you know, being upfront, being honest, and like why waste someone's time when you could then be out finding your person is so much more powerful. But then I do have one date to confess that I was the bad date. I think I was the bad date for sure. Oh, I feel bad about this. Um, so if you guys listen to my, if you follow my TikTok, I've shared a little bit about this already. So I went on my girlfriend Kylie's podcast. It's called Responsibly Unhinged. If you haven't learned that, go listen to that podcast. She's amazing. And we recorded middle of the day Saturday. We drank, we went through like a bottle and a half of rosé. And then she was trying to get me to skip this date. She was like, let's just like day drink and hang out and you can come to my comedy show. And I was like, no, because I've already matched with this guy. Like, 
three months ago and we never went out and then we rematched so I'm just gonna go out with them like it's been too long I can't cancel and we're too close to the time but we did go to Lucky Duck first we're like we'll go grab a drink and we'll eat some like eat at the food truck there well while we're at Lucky Duck I see this man that I am just like you're hot sir and <laughs> I was, this is what I mean when you like are putting out the energy though, but I was like, I like tried to make a little eye contact with him and then they sat behind us so I couldn't see them. And then Kylie's like, oh, Justine, I think they're leaving. So I get up, I'm like, I, my was done with my food. I'm like, I'm going to throw my food away. I go throw my food away and I like try to like make eye contact with him and we kind of make eyes, but he leaves. And then there was one friend still sitting at the table. So I went over there and I was like, like your friend was like really cute like did they leave he's like yeah why didn't you say something and I was just like oh like what's his Instagram so as I'm typing the guy's Instagram name in he comes back and he had come back to talk to me and I was just like I'm literally looking you up on Instagram right now like so we ended up like exchanging Instagrams and he was like you guys should come out with us we're gonna go out on rainy and I was like I have to go on a date <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, at this point I'd had, you know, half a bottle of rosé, two espresso martinis, and I have to walk to this date. And I show up and, you know, I mean, not the best look to show up to a date a little tipsy like that. And also, I feel like I was a little bit on the, like, offensive with this guy because he very much had his profile was kind of like not that he was didn't seem like he was like looking for a relationship but then he just went into complaining about how no one in Austin is looking for a relationship and I was like well sir you're not really giving off those vibes like that's not really like the feeling I got from you like I thought you were just like looking for fun and like looking for a good time so you know I don't know that you should be complaining about this right now and I don't know date ended the whole time I'm on this date this other guy is DMing me I'm like oh my gosh date ends um we part our ways and then I'm like mm, I go and hang out with the guy <laughs> that I had followed on Instagram I'm like oh like I was the bad date there like you know, and then honestly, I'm never gonna see that guy again. We just like, I just went and like met up with his friends and we had some drinks on rainy. And then that's where I would count like a fizzle, right? Like I never texted him again. He never texted me. It was not the vibes. But one of the things and ideas that this leads me into that I want to talk about is, is the best way to get over someone to get under someone else. And actually, I'm gonna give a shout out to my friend Kylie. She talked about this because we had this conversation in person. And so go listen to her podcast on it for her topic. But I think it's a very nuanced conversation. And one, I don't think that it has to be taken so literal. It doesn't have to be literally to have sex with someone to get over someone else, right? The best way to get over someone is to get under them. I think it could also just be preoccupying yourself maybe with someone else, but I think that I actually had a moment where I thought that it this is a very helpful thing for me. Um, it was a very helpful thing for me. So when I left my marriage, I'd share with you guys, you know, I, it was scary. There was part of me just thinking, what if no one wants to date me again? What if there's no one out there? And then I also think there was part of me that was just like, what if I'm bad at sex now, right? So 
the first time that I had sex with someone else, it was actually so helpful for me to move on from that past relationship. And I want to be clear, in no way did I cheat. We were very separated. We were not getting back together. But when you're in a relationship with someone for seven years, you kind of have that fear of like, is anyone going to like be attracted to me anymore? I'm 33. I'm old. I don't know. Like, I don't have that fear anymore, thankfully, but this helped me through that. And can I have sex with someone else? Am I going to feel really awkward? Like, what if no one likes me now? What if, what if I'm like really bad at sex now, right? You have all of these fears. So the fact that I was able to have sex with someone else and I felt liberated and I enjoyed it and I felt sexual and sexy and comfortable in my body again, I've said this before, but it made me realize that I wasn't broken, right? I just thought I had no sex drive. I thought that like was you know, I was just getting older and I just wasn't into it anymore. And this made me just realize that that was by far not the case. So I was way too young, right? I've said this before. I was way too young. I am way too young to be having bad sex for the rest of my life. I think I could be 65 and I would be too young to be having bad sex for the rest of my life. Ultimately, that situation, it just felt really great for someone to want me. It felt someone, it felt really great for someone to look at me and think, she's hot, she's sexy, because I hadn't felt that in so long. And even if that was just surface level, to know that, like, people were still interested in me, and also someone that I thought was really hot, too, and that I wasn't just a, like, old, like, washed-up divorcee, and that was, like, one of my biggest fears. Um, And honestly, that was something that has been triggered definitely recently. One of the guys I went out with. He was 26, which I think the younger they are, I think the more they have issues with the fact that I'm being divorced. And I feel like once I told him I was technically still married, not anymore, not anymore. (laughs) Once I told, but once I had told him, you know, I was like, oh, like technically, you know, I've been separated for like about a year, but, um, I'm divorced. I felt like the mood changed with that. And that kind of triggered that fear I have of people thinking like, oh, she's damaged goods or, oh, she is like just a washed up divorcee. And that really triggered me. And I'm like, oh, like it got to me so much. And then I'm literally, I told my therapist, I was like, I don't even know if I liked this guy or if he was just six two, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> But anyway, this was totally a situation where getting under someone else helped me get over someone else. Now, on the flip side, though, I have had times where, like, that totally didn't work. So, you know, when, um, and this is, I actually didn't sleep with anyone, but I had gone on a couple dates after the first time that Dumpling Boo and I ended things. Um, after the first time, I had gone on a couple dates and... I just sat there and was comparing everyone to him. And my therapist was like, Justine, either you got to let this man go, you got to release him, or like no one's going, you know, no one's going to be him. So you have to let this go. And I was like, oh, I just kind of like keep comparing him. And then my sister gave me so much shit for this. Like, she's like, so you're comparing guys to someone who ghosted you twice. That's your, <laughs> that's where your bar is. I'm like, yes, Presley can you stop being so wise? Okay. (laughs) Um, and yeah, like I mentioned, I didn't, like I came out of it and I wasn't sleeping with these people or anything, but I was kind of like filling my schedule up with deep. 
ultimately, that just made me exhausted. And then I paused the apps again. I was like, oh, we're going to pause again. <laughs> like, <laughs> took some time. And now I'm back to really going on only dates that I feel really strong about or I feel like there's a connection or someone who is quick to, you know, make an effort, invite me on a date versus before I definitely just went on some dates where I'm like, I know I'm not going to be that into this guy, but I'm just going to go on the date anyway. Versus now I'm like, okay, I have so many better things to do. So I think that was a definitely another instance where, you know, getting under someone did not help me get over someone by any means. Yeah, so one of the things I did instead is I, like, wrote out a list of all the things I need to be focusing on in my life. Instead of worrying about a dumb boy, just seen go worry about all of these things. And now we're at that point where, no, like, I am 33, I know what I want, I know I deserve to be treated so much better than that, and I'm not someone's option, I am not someone's, like, oh, she'll just be there you know, no matter what, no matter how I treat her, that's not me. And listen, if I'm not your person and you're thinking I'm an option, I've got my own options, basically. <laughs> now, with that being said, though, some therapists and some people will actually suggest that if you are someone who is anxiously attached, to make sure that you are dating multiple people. If you're someone who gets really attached or really stuck on one person quickly, one of the better things you can do is to date multiple people so that you have multiple options and you're not just sitting there and envisioning your wedding with some person who you're like going to move too fast with and get really anxious around them. There's also been studies that people who have rebound sex actually move on quicker and become emotionally healthier, which I think is fascinating, right? I think they take that time. They're like, oh, we're going to have this rebound. We're going to get out of here. We're going to have sex with someone. And then they are able to then move on from that relationship easier and be in a healthier spot. And I know for me, I am someone that's pretty like black and white. I don't love the gray area. Obviously, there's times in dating where, hey, you're dating. They are dating other people. That's kind of thing. But when something is done for me, I'm very easy to like cut off and move forward. And I'm being, also, I think it's super important too, that you're super clear about your intentions with people, right? Like when guys ask what I'm looking for, for a while I was nervous to say like, oh, I'm looking to be in a relationship because ultimately I'm just looking for whatever life brings me right now. You know, if someone is having a lot of fun, we have a lot of fun together and they're super honest that like right from the bat, right? Hey, I'm not looking for anything. I'm so cool with that. But ultimately, yes, my goal is to be in a relationship. And so I'm not going to put the same effort in there. But I think sometimes guys like think that it's like to get this crazy thing of like, oh my God, she wants to get married again and she wants to have kids and her biological clock is ticking. I'm like, I'm actually the opposite. Like I am, you know, pretty cool if I never get married again. <laughs> I've been there, done that. Pretty cool to not have kids. Um, I mean, I'm not like totally against it as I've talked about in the Child Free at 33 episode, but, you know, if that doesn't happen to me, that doesn't happen to me. I'm not someone who's sitting here, like, rushing to feel like I need to uh, accomplish that by a certain age. But yeah, I want a partner. I want a best friend. I want someone to, like, hang out with and, you know, do things with, and I'm not scared of commitment in any means, so... Um, yeah, but at the same time, I literally said it. everything's casual till it's not, right? Like, it's all, it's all just casual till it's not. 
I like to see how things go with a person. I think that the 90-day rule is super interesting. It's basically that people can't hide their intentions. They can't hide who they are longer than 90 days. And that's so true. So it's like if you just take dating, hey, let's take some time. Don't rush into anything. Don't rush to put a label on anything. Let you get, let yourself get to know that person. Give it like 90 days right before you decide, am I going to call this person my boyfriend? And you're going to figure out who that person is. And yeah, that's definitely been true in all, everything I've gone through in terms of dating and awesome. And then finally, in other news, guys, huge news. I went to divorce court. <laughs> um, so everything went really smooth there. Technically, after court day, I, there were 14 days that the it all could be like objected to, but there was nothing to object because I didn't ask for anything. And once this airs, I think I'll be down to like four days um, where it'll be legal, 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 which is kind of crazy that it's taken like 11 months to end a 13-month marriage. <laughs> um, but I know my ex-husband received the papers and he knows I didn't ask for anything. And so, you know, typically the divorce should just be granted. And this has just felt like such a huge relief off my shoulders. I've literally been able to eat better. I've been able to sleep better. And um, court day was like super weird. My mom came with me. One of my best friends took the day off work and my mom had to testify that we were like, do you believe that they are not incompatible? They're incompatible. And like, she just very was like, yes. <laughs> um, so that's been awesome. And yeah, it just feels really great. Like I've just, I just feel so happy and like carefree. And today I was talking to my therapist and she's like, I never realized how much of a doer you are. She's like, cause she didn't know me before, you know, my ex-husband, she's like, you have been such a social butterfly. You've been out, you've been doing so much stuff. You love to go do things and try new things. And I remember when you were in Miami, you were just taking care of your plants and like going on walks and staying in. She's like, I realize now how much that was all because of the relationship and really ultimately like you love to go out and I'm like, I love it. I love trying new places. I love doing new things. Like if someone has something to do, if there's a concert, anything, I'm so there. So that's been really awesome. Um, yeah, I just feel like I like feel freer and I feel more carefree and lighter and like I can smile a lot more and dance and yeah, I'm super happy. Um, Everything in Austin has been really great. I've been loving it here. I've been loving my place. I've been loving my roommates. Um, really just waiting to like settle down here. And I don't know, it just feels so much like home. So that's been really awesome. And then next week, I have a really fun podcast with you guys. I interviewed my best friend. So she's going to come on. We're going to get down into some dirty details, some fun stories. And I hope you guys enjoyed this little like catch up. I know it doesn't necessarily have like one main topic, but you know, I think the topic is that we're just like back to hot girl summer, living life, right? Because that's the thing too. I'm like, yes, I want a relationship, but also like I'm going to have hot girl summer and that doesn't have to mean that I am like sleeping around. That's not the goal of hot girl summer. It's just that I'm going to go out and I'm going to have a good time and I'm going to tell wild stories and I'm going to hang out with my girlfriends and I'm going to get caught in the rain and I'm going to have drinks and go on boats and do all of the things. Like that's just my goal for hot girl summer. So, um, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this quick little mini episode. Hope you guys enjoy this catch up and I will talk to y'all soon.